Okay, so it's been such a long time since we've done a podcast, uh, especially from um, for 5Q, which is the new and improved um, podcast that we um, started off of. And what we do is just talk to students in engineering about what they're up to, what's going on, what are the new things in engineering. Um, so we have a guest, my favorite Joe. Hey, is in Texas. Um, he's going to tell us what he is doing down there, what all the fun stuff is, because the Nesby students will be in Texas for spring break for the um, convention. So, all right, Joe, what's going on? What is the the good news, I guess, or the, let's say, the helpful, important, relevant engineering things that you have been doing in Texas? <laughs> yeah, so... I work in Toyota. I work in this, like uh, a department called Connecting Technologies. And so like we're a subset in Toyota, right? And so it's like we by ourselves are like almost like a separate company. Like we grossed like five hundred million this quarter. Wow. So it's like basically what we're focused on is we're focused on the interface in cars and we work on uh, also the app side of it. So I specifically work on user profile on like back end engineering in Go. So basically, like, when you hop in a car and how everything connects and communicates with the interface, that's how I'm, like, that's what I work on. So, like, if you buy a new 2020 Toyota or 2023, 2025, that's, like, when the main, like, major models are being rolled out. Like, I wrote and helped with writing code for that to connect to your phone, to, like, communicate. I also, like, there's, I also look at the subscriptions team. Um, then on top of that, I do testing. Like, I've been able to drive Teslas, Audis, BMWs. Like I'm talking like hundred thousand dollar cars. There's also prototypes. I'm not been able to drive those. I'm trying to, but like, yeah. So specifically, I work on. I would say like the server side problems and go specifically go like, as well as handling like database problems which are in um, MongoDB. Okay, so I have two questions. The first one is, so this is an internship that you're doing, or this is a co-op? It's a co-op. So it's uh wait January till May. Okay. So like, yeah. And then, like, you got that at, like, did you get that at Nesby Career Fair, or did you get that at the Miami one? I got it at Nesby Career Fair, too. It wasn't at Miami. Okay. And then my second uh, question is, like, do you think, was there stuff that you had learned at school already that had helped you, or no. do you think, like, the opposite way around, like, the stuff that you're learning now will help you when you get back to school? I don't think they apply to each other at all. I'm gonna keep it real. I think problem solving is like a really huge aspect of, of learning. Yeah. Right? But the the type of problems you actually solve in a work environment aren't really the same type of problems you actually look to solve in in school. So it's like like let's say like we have a problem, right? And our problems are more of like it grosses money. Like me doing stuff, opening these database connections, me using the CPU usage at another company, it is money, right? So it's like even though you're trying to optimize stuff and do stuff, there is no set variables or parameters. It's just like, hey, you have this task and you have to do it in the most efficient way possible. Right. And you know, like I know there's like this one dude, I mean, I don't know how much I can say without Toyota getting upset. There's this one person who did make a mistake in his code and he charged people's yearly salaries i'll say that onto toyota's bill in a day wow so yeah 
it, so you, it's like, like big no. stuff it's, it's not like it's not like um like when i did internships it was like fake simulations and stuff like it, yeah but you know it doesn't count for anything this is like big time big deal stuff yeah the stuff i'm doing is rolling out into like i have a my deadline for like my project is literally the deadline for like the cars coming out right like it has to be done it's not one of those things like oh this might be done like people are clocking an ot for free people like this is something which has to get finished it's not an option right Right. because this is rolling out with a new car this is 21 multimedia so uh, yeah it's it's pretty stressful you know there's some people depending on the team you're working on i know like my boy indar like he goes in at eight leaves at eight like there's long nights and we're co-ops too like we're literally part of the team so it's like they give us real work if you don't have real work there's other people who are willing to give you work yeah so it's like yeah that's crazy all right joe well, thank you so much for phoning in and helping us and giving us all the good information. And I'm proud of you. And I'm happy that you are being a good representative of Miami University, of the National Society of Black Engineers. And I know you won't forget that in every aspect of everything that you do while you're down there, right? Of course. Right. Hey, Joe, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. What would you say that school teaches you for the real world? Ooh. I would say socializing, right? And oh. Like, no, like honestly, I don't even mean it like in a in a dumb way. It's like going to a diverse school or being a minority at a school. It forces you to be outside of your comfort zone, right? Twenty four seven. So people who are in now like entering the workforce, if you are always surrounded by the same people, or you always have people that think alike when you meet adversity at the workplace, it's like, now you have to learn how to cope, right? Mm-hmm. When somebody says something ignorant or that ignores, like, or, or annoys you or hinders your work, it becomes a roadblock, right? It's called a blocker, like, as it becomes like a blocker, right? Mm-hmm. Onto, like, that impedes on your work. But if you're able to, like, hopefully, I don't know what other people be doing in school, if you're able to at least, like, learn how to talk to people of different backgrounds and learn what it means to actually be it sounds rude like a human right learn social interaction human interaction you're actually a lot further a lot than you think like even when I'm talking to people here they just don't some people don't get it right and it's like your brain can take you only so far your personality can take you farther right that's my job that's honestly that's beautiful that you said that (laughs) that's beautiful that's beautiful bro because I mean I'm a firm believer in that too like I, you know, in the college of engineering and computing, um, I don't, I don't know. Like my classmates, some of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. You know, smart as hell. But I just, you can't talk to them. Like they're so smart that they don't know how to explain that they're smart unless they're doing work. Like you, you look at them and they're, you know, we have an assignment. They're done with the assignment in ten minutes, and I guarantee they're going to get an A plus on that assignment. But then you say, oh, how'd you do that? They can't explain it. They. They, you know, they shiver in their boots. Like, you know, it's, it's actually kind of scary to look at. But uh, I, I firmly believe that, bro. And thank you. Hey. I mean, it's for real. It's a struggle. It is. It's a struggle. It is. It is. It's a true struggle. We'll talk about it. It's not that much of a struggle. I think, I think, I literally think my, the college of engineering computing specifically in Miami is like, force them to take like a, a speech in, or like a language class or we something. We do. Do y'all really? Yeah, they force the computer science students to take public speaking. Yeah, they need to force everyone. 
It's like the amount this like speaking can take you. A good example, like there's this dude named Ahmad, right? He's smart as well, like, but just by him being able to talk and being an outgoing personality, at 25, he's already a manager at the second largest automotive industry in the world, right? And he's out here making major decisions for these companies, right? Making million dollar decisions. Not even bought off the aspect of like where he went to school and what he studied, just because like when you go up to him, you can relate to him. He's a real person. Right. And so it's like as much as like as much as I think like keeping it always in like a business corporate situation, like it's good to keep that dynamic. If you're never like willing to open yourself, right, there's no reason for the other person to return the favor. Right. So no, that's person to person communication. That's right. I got my internship in Memphis, right? You know this. Right. I promise you this summer I'm about to go there. I already know my boss. Her name's Aaron Jackson. I'm about to go to her and like we're literally gonna be best friends. <laughs> I'm just gonna be your friend. And you're gonna do good work. And I'm gonna do good work, but I'm gonna be your best friend. Like we're gonna and you're hang academically out. prepared. I am. Because not only are you receiving a technical education from your engineering degree, you're at a liberal arts institution, which allows you to take classes that help you to open up and to broaden your perspectives and other things. That is true. I my freshman year. My freshman year. My fault. I don't wanna, you know, key if you gotta go, you can go. But my freshman year I took a lot of like Miami plan courses is what they call it. And I honestly like looking back on those kinda helped me just because they took me outside of my major. Like now with that I'm within my major classes and like I just see the different dynamic of like my major classes like it, it's it's so weird because I mean the people that's in there it's like it's hard to talk to them, like because no, they're engine, you know, they're engineering, they're engineering majors. So it's yeah, yeah, hard. To, that, but yeah. then, like, when I was with like Miami, Miami playing class, like when I was taking like kinesiology or like I was taking like, art one thirty three, like those classes, like just the people that I met and like talked to are like just so different. Like it was like easy to like you know find a friend to study with or something like that. But like I go into class right. and I hear like, it's kind of like I have to prove myself, like prove that I know what I'm doing so they would help me out or like work with me. So um, who recommended that you take Art One Thirty One? Oh, my uh, my great advisor Keisha Norris. Okay. Just ask. So. Yo, Miss Keisha, I'm gonna need help like getting my classes back when I come back. I know. Did you sign up for the the internship and co-op class? There's one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. So you're about. still in the queue. It's okay. Yeah, I know. They'll send you an email and we'll check it. I'll look at them if I need to. All right, bet. All right, Joe. Well. We're going to continue this podcast, but it was great speaking with you. Nice talking to y'all. Stay safe. Yes, good to hear from you, Joe. Behave. That's all I'm doing. Okay. See you in Texas, my boy. Hey. Well, that man. So, the point is, um, well, hey, that's kind of a new thing. So, one of the things that they're thinking of is reformating the Miami plan. Mm -hmm. So, that's um, one interesting thing. And the other thing is, in engineering, one of the reasons why we have socially engaged engineering and computing and the humanitarian minor, the humanitarian minor is full of all classes that are outside of the major. Right. So it helps students kind of, yes, they're learning about humanitarian issues and humanitarian subjects, but they're doing it outside of the engineering major so you can meet. And, and really the goal, or what I think one of the goals is, is to bring engineers to these other subject matters, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, hopefully our students will gain the social interaction and the um, interacting with others with different perspectives and different ideas, 
but also it's for other people to understand like engineering touches everything so you know I literally just had an explosion in my head okay so I can't I think I think I figured out why like farmer the school of farmer is like so world renowned right they put so much focus on like speaking and like making sure their students are relatable personable and can talk about what they need to talk about and seem normal like they Right. And on top of, because they, because my, like, to get in Miami, you have to be smart. Like, everybody know like, I don't yeah. think I walk past one student here who's not smart. Yeah. Everyone's smart. Yeah. It's just really being able to express that and show right. what you are. So, where, that's what Farmer does. Like, I think they spend really, like, their four years, like, yeah, learning what they need to know. But, like, also, like, having class where, like, you have this pitch. Like, have an elevator right. pitch. Or, like, they have tons of programs where, like, you have to do this and you have to talk about this and you have to you know when your resume has to look like this and you need to be able to right. speak and all that stuff so like but it's I, what they understand about business it is if you know about business then what you what you know about business is like when they say time is money and people are money right so if you have a job and you have disposable income mm-hmm. it is my job as a businesswoman to communicate with you in a in a way that is of interest to you, that it is in in your best interest to release your money, your disposable income, to me, right. right? Right. So that is the essential point because if we walk past each other every day and you have all this disposable money and I'm supposed to be a businesswoman, I can't be in business without your money, mm-hmm. and I never talk to you. Um, I'm not, I'm not a business. I'm I'm standing here with an idea, like right. right? So I think the difference. That is that is the essential part of business. So you can you apply that method to anything, to finance, to accounting, to management. To, it's all relational. It's all relationships. Okay, and I, I can say the same for engineering. Even though it's not like money, like time is money. I need your money to fuel my company. But like engineering, like okay, I need to be able to talk about. Well, in, in actually, certain circumstances, certain but let me okay. tell you how that's different. So, because th- this is how an engineer thinks, right? Because mm-hmm. they're more analytical. Because you could have a need in your home, and you could create something to solve that need, right? You mm-hmm. could create a trash chute or something, or you create a vacuum just for you. Your home is the cleanest home on the block. But because if you're an engineer, you don't have to talk about that with anybody. If you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to say to your neighbor, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that is where engineers think. They they are only in their house. They don't, the because we don't, we don't teach you about profit margin. We don't teach you about gain. We don't teach you about, so, because really what we teach you to do is to say, there's a problem and how, how what are the things that I have in my disposal to solve it. Sharing it with the masses is is a business concept. That's another that's another thing that it that doesn't always have to be done, right? Yeah. Because we don't know how many people have great inventions in their basements and their garages. We don't know. Like, I mean that's one reason why kind of in sort of some ways capitalism kind of is good because you can you can leave your garage or stand in your garage and mm-hmm. sell that. You can have a market right there, right? right? So capitalism allows you to do that. But you still don't know because of all those other social things, because you fear of other people, or you don't know business, or whatever, or you don't have startup capital, whatever. Mm-hmm. You could have the cure to cancer could be in someone's garage right now. We don't really know. Could. So I think so. That's that's where engineering is different. That's where, honestly, in some ways, we as a division don't serve you as well as we should because 
we we allow we get trumped up on you being the brightest we know that we have the brightest we know that we have the most academically rigorous we know that our kids meet that challenge every day but we don't um, we're not good at the translation of how that is making money right mm-hmm. so the kid who is at Joe's company 25 he that he's the person who understands that relationship and then he can set himself apart and sometimes that's the difference between people just in general right because some people even though they may have the ability to communicate, they don't want to be the manager because with the management comes responsibility, it comes all these other things. So that they may not want to handle or be able to handle. Um, so some people are, you know, maybe just happy in their job. But I think we, in engineering, we assume that you just you just want the job mm-hmm. and not the climb. Yeah. And then in pharma, they frame it as it is the climb. So if mm-hmm. you are not climbing. Then, yeah, you, then you're not you're not with us. You're yeah. not even in the building with us. So I think right, right. So I think it's how we we frame things, and we and farmers run by business. I mean, it was started established by, by a businessman, so yeah. he understood the need. We were in, we were started and founded by engineers, so yeah. we thought, oh, we got this job. <laughs> we'll have, <laughs> yes, we're working here, and we'll right. and we'll establish a working school here, and our students will be workers. I believe though, like you need. You definitely need, like, people who are, like, within the job and know what they're doing. You need, like, the workers. Yeah. But, like, you definitely need people that go be above and beyond and, like, can be personable and talk about, it's like, I guess, represent the workers. Right. Right. Because you, you need that, like. So and I, I think, yeah, that's, I mean, again, like, that's semi disservice of, of how we don't incorporate that. I think we should incorporate that as a whole into the whole building of engineering. I think some students get it, right? Mm-hmm. You came like that. Okay, mm-hmm. so that becomes my job to say, okay, this is who he is, and this is how I can help him go where he wants to go, right? Mm-hmm. But then I see my other students too who are quiet, and I'm like, we're gonna get you a job, you're gonna be okay, you're gonna be just fine. Um, but I think as a as a whole division, we should encompass more of the climb, so at least it's interjected in more of your classes, and yeah. you see it more, so you understand well. If I push myself just a little outside of the comfort zone, like I can go from, you know, mid-level manager to senior manager, like that amount of responsibility, those things I can handle, but we don't we don't teach it and frame it that way. I think some professors are like really starting to do that. Like in, so. in my 213 class, uh, Mr. Clark, he, he like every assignment, like everything in class, he's like work with somebody. Like right. you have to, you know, I want you guys to talk and like say if like, he will be like, all right, you guys can work w- with each other on this assignment. And then he'll be like, all right, go. No one talks. Silent class is dead silent. Mm-hmm. So then, he, like, and he realizes that, and he's like, "All right, now you need to work with someone. I need to hear conversation." So I was like, right. "It's like okay." So like, he's really, I guess, like you can say, he's really trying to like force us to you know go outside our comfort zone and talk with other people and communicate and like help. So that's good. Which is another reason why our division needs more girls. That's true. As a whole, girls are we're the conversational people of the world. World. So that is true. Like we. Could get that started probably a lot faster yeah, and sooner for for um, for Mr. Clark. Yeah. And I think boys are more inclined to talk when there are more girls in the room. Just saying. That's, That's true. just my own personal perception. But that's true. I mean, I can attest. My but not my best friend, but like my my engineering friend now is Chloe, and I talk to her all the time. Good. See. So. Point. 
So no, so I think that is interesting and I'm happy that, I'm happy to hear that from Joe, but I'm happy to, um, so that's why I hope more people listen and hear this one because I think um, that's what the students need to know and be more mindful of and that's why we try to get you guys to visit companies. That's why, I mean, Professor Clark is trying to get you guys to work together because in Pharma, I know they work in teams all the time. Group projects. All the time and everything they do. And then I think, um, what else? That's why we send you to Nesby, I mean, to yeah, Nesby Convention. So it's a really big thing because that's, you know, um, a room full of like-minded peers, but it is literally other people telling you, like, you got to know how to talk to people. You got to know how to um, present and do this. Why we want you to have such good relationships with people in career services. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think why we're trying these other things, like the minors and all this other stuff, to kind of get you into um, other other classes and other classrooms with students from other majors so you can hear other perspectives and other ideas and thoughts and kind of bring um, mm-hmm. bring things to it. So I think those are all good things. Oh, and then we want to do something with Farmer, actually. the um, Monique Frost um, is the career services. They have their own career service person in Farmer, mm-hmm. but they get a lot of, um, or not well, they, they have been getting more phone calls about um, engineering students or business-minded students who know more about technical things, whether it's computer science or um, engineering aspects. So um, we're going to hopefully soon do um, something with um, either alumni or people from industry about the relationship between business and engineering and how in demand um, like engineers of color and female engineers are um, in industry now because, you know. I, this one guy talked to me the other day and he said he was a engineering management manufacturer. He was my major, mm-hmm. but then he switched it. He switched it to mechanical engineering. And I asked him like, why'd you switch? And he said, because when I was at career fair and I was trying to explain like what I, my major, like companies, like they were like, what do you do? And like, he couldn't explain like he didn't know. Mm-hmm. So then that got me thinking like, damn, like, you know, what, what do I do then? Like, you know, so mm-hmm. can you just speak on that? Like, like, okay. So, well, the one thing that I think of, especially having a business background, it's manu- manufacturing is about mass production. And that's one reason why we have manufacturing or engineering management manufacturing is because it is about mass production. So whatever anyone creates, right? You don't just want to create one and sell it. Right. You want to create a hundred and one or a thousand and one or right. a million and one, whatever. Um, so you need to understand mass production and the process. Um, there's a part of manufacturing that involves supply chain, mm-hmm. right? So um, how you're developing something um, and the links, all the parts and pieces that are involved in it. It involves um, process control. You want to make sure that your your first product is as good as your millionth and first product. Mm-hmm. product. Um, and in, so that's why we have those business pieces in there because they're connected, right? Yeah. Like you can't, um, you got to have a budget, you got to know how to manage that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think the one thing probably where the student was having trouble is that, and the explanation of it, is that we don't teach it in a way that's connected. That's another thing that farmer does really, really well, which is a little bit easier in business because you can see how like 
if you, whatever product you have, you have to market it, that's marketing. You have to um, know how much it costs, that's budgeting. Like, yeah, you have to know the people who are making it, that's management. So they learn it in a way that it's all connected to what you're doing, and we do a lot of segmenting. We say, this is the engineering part, and now you're gonna go over and learn the business part. And we hope, (laughs) which I don't know if it's a good thing, is what we see as you are the connector so that is where being able to explain what you do is important. And that is where your personality, your ability to speak, all those things come in. Because we don't, we, not on, the only students who have to take compu- uh, public speaking are computer scientists, not everyone else, right? right. So, um, so that sometimes is where mechanical is more, I created it, I designed it, like you told me what you needed and I made something to fix that, right. to, to make that. That's all I did. Like the other people who handle that are the manufacturers and the business people who get it sold and get it, you right. know, whatever. So I think that's one reason why I like engineering management manufacturing is because it does allow you to say, okay, I learned A and I learned B, and it's me. I'm the glue that put it together for the whole, for the C, for the right. company, right? right? As opposed to just the parts and the pieces. But yeah, you do. You have to have that ability to bring those things together because as a divi- as we, we just aren't good at, at the wraparound um, of it because our business courses come from farmer. Mm-hmm. So when you're taking them, you're getting an infusion of how they do things. Of, mm-hmm. You know, this is um, a part of their own kind of blueprint. Our blueprint is, is something different. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think that's, it's, um, you kind of got to fill in that piece. I think we've, talk to a lot of people from industry, so like where Joe um, is and other graduates and a lot of other, um, just other people from various industries who see the benefit of it. I think one of the things, like one of my, it's always kind of been a good thing, but one of my new favorite things, I went to a symposium uh, presentation about it recently, is Miami Prime. Mm-hmm. So they do, you get nine credit hours It's um, in four weeks, um, which I think you would be really good for it. You and Jaren, I think, are my two recommended people to do it. But, um, so, and what that is, it's half a business minor. Those nine credit hours, it's half a business minor. Um, so if you do Miami Prime in the four weeks, um, and you earn the nine credit hours, you only need Economics 201, which our students already take, mm-hmm. and one more business course, whatever you want, Marketing 291, Management, anything. And you have um, a small business minor. But really what you learn, because it's four weeks and it's nine credit hours, it's intense. So it's like three um, or four hours like in the morning and then in the um, afternoon as well. But you get a, um, someone from industry comes in, uh, you get a project, they assign you like, this is what you're gonna do. By the end of the four weeks, you're gonna have, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you go through like, it's um, again, intense, but it's like you go through a finance, you go through accounting. and there's a um, presentation that you give at the end. But A, it's open to all non-business majors. So it's specifically kind of giving these business concepts to, to non-business majors. Um, and so you're working with people from all different perspectives. Again, it's a product where you have to come up, so you have to work together, you have to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But the presentation piece, the, um, the connections that you get, um, because they go to CentOS mm-hmm. and, um, and give the presentation and, and work on a lot of the stuff. So like, and they, of course they take you, like if it's in Oxford, but they go different places like at different times and everything. Um, it's just, to me, t- 
to me, there's just nothing better. Like, there's no better experience that you could get in this four-week time frame that kind of exposes you to every kind of business concept and then that you apply, that you are immediately doing. Because by the end of that four weeks, there's a product due. Like, you got to deliver. That reminds me of Startup Weekend I did. Yeah. Did you do that? Mm-hmm. I did my freshman year. Okay. First semester. And uh, we, it was, I did it because of my friend Manny and he like forced me, but it was like very eye opening. It kind of like gave me insight on like business life and mm-hmm. how to like how do they handle things. Like we had to make it. We had to first find out what are we going to do. Mm-hmm. Then we had to like find out how we're gonna do it, do it, find out how we're gonna market it. And mm-hmm. we made a um a project. It was called Hansel, and what it did was kind of like it's kind of I think it have something out like it now. But basically, you just it kind of shops for you. So, like, mm-hmm. you you input, like, what are you looking for, your size and everything. And then, like, it just shops, online shops for you. So, mm-hmm. like, that's what we kind of created. And it was stressful. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. stressful. It was Are you glad you did it? I did. It was, yeah. I, I felt great. We literally stayed up to, like, 5 a.m. every morning. Mm-hmm. Like, it was only a weekend. Like, we only had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we had to present Sunday night. And it was, oh, my God. We said it's, like, 5 a.m. every night. Woke up at eight and went back in the farmer mm-hmm. and stayed there the whole day like mm-hmm. but it was it was i liked it yeah kind of yeah, i wouldn't want to be an engine i wouldn't want to be a, a business major because i don't see myself doing that every day yeah but i like just like being you know staying up working hard and like i, I liked it yeah you're producing something and i think that's that's how i know like i guess i don't know maybe that's tooting my own horn but still like that's how i know students are engineers like like some people are producers like you're meant to make something right Mm -hmm. um but understanding the process of what it takes from beginning to end and and you can understand where you particularly are best served with the whole group that conceptually is i mean really kind of what we try to teach you in a whole four-year process at college i mean we Maybe I guess we slow it down a little bit. But that's all you do at work every day. That's all all of us do at work every day. And people who get it right can are CEOs, right? Love their job. Or, well, not all CEOs, but love their job, right? right. And people who get it wrong, like if you don't <laughs> hit that target, if you don't mm-hmm. know those things about yourself and know those things about what's happening, those are the people who hate their job mm-hmm. and are, you know, mm-hmm. kind of are miserable but I think that's or making these life changing decisions and trekking across Europe and trying to find themselves when they should have just they should have just did startup weekend um, so yeah so I think that it's that's one reason why I do like working here because at least you can have those experiences I mean that's, I mean, I guess maybe why I'm in higher ed and in the industry but I think my goal is to get more students of color and female students um, within engineering, um, to to have those experiences because the there's you can't put a value on on what you learned and what you did. So um, I think if we did that, we would get our enrollment. Would we already had thirty minutes? Okay, I'm about to ask this question though, but I really could talk for all day. But um, how do you plan on getting more women specifically into the college engineering? Because like when you come to college. I don't think, for a girl at least, I don't think, I don't know, but like, not a lot of women say, I want to be an engineer, you know? They, they say, well, I want to be bio-pre-med. Or, this is what's interesting, is that when they ask students, so let's just, so elementary school, middle school, high school, right? So when you ask kids in elementary school, girls and boys, um, would you consider 
engineering or when you introduce them to science, science thing, things are blowing up, exploding, foam, whatever. Right. 50-50, like boys, girls, they're the, both, both groups, yep, I'm down, mm-hmm. I'm doing it. Science is great, I'm loving it. When you get to middle school, you lose 25% of the girls. Mm. When you get to high school, you lose, a, you lose another quarter. Except if a girl goes, so that's if she's in normal public school, 50-50 board girls. Mm. But let's say that same 50% of girls, right, we took the, them out of public and we put them into an all-girls school. Mm-hmm. By middle school, they still want to be engineers. In high school, they still want to be engineers. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, there's a whole probably physiological thing or whatever that happens to you during puberty. And then when you're a girl and you feel like people are starting to look at you and your body's changing and all this other stuff, like... You start to think like, and then you get more into um, gender norms. How are girls supposed to be? We're supposed to be quiet. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to speak up. We're supposed to let other people. We're supposed to take care of, right? Mm-hmm. So all those kind of things, that kind of doesn't lead to I'm about to be the leading engineer in, right. at NASA, right? So, and even still though, so let's say, so we're down um, to however many girls, whatever number we started with, let's just a thousand. So we're down to what, 750? 500, almost half the girls we lost. Yeah. Those 500 girls, they'll still go to a college and major in engineering, mm-hmm. right? But then over time, because of um, maybe the rigors of the, uh, the classes, maybe they found other things that they're interested in, all those other things, we lose them. So now we're down to 250, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So. So that, I think, where you, A, we know kind of where to capture them, but it's really kind of how to to keep them engaged and to change those kind of norms or thoughts of themselves to be like, not that I shouldn't, not that I shouldn't necessarily do this, but how can we assist them? And so if it's like, what do I want to say? Your classes aren't, are like, well, um, everyone says this, physics is too hard, math is too hard. Well, we can get you a tutor. We get if there's yeah. ways that we can assist you in understanding that. The other thing you have to see female faculty. Like I think I always think it's interesting when I go into my CEC one or one class, and then I have to say to some of the boys, "I run this. This female right here. So you don't you don't have to ask nobody else about what's going on. If I said it, then that means it happens. Mm-hmm. And it's which is odd because in elementary school, every teacher you have is a woman, 28 year old, happy little girl. Mm-hmm. But when you get to high school, majority of those people, not majority, but a good half, or and at least your principal, your superintendent, the people that you see in terms of authority are men. Mm-hmm. So then when you get to college and you see all these professors walking around, they're men. Professors are women too. Like, you know what I mean? But I think so I think that's another thing too is like you have to see yourself in order to know that you can do that or yeah. to be that so there's a few things but I think one of the things like to get back to the that's where the humanitarian minor comes in because a lot of the girls when we ask them why did you change your major they'll say because I wanted to do something more that helped people so it's the perception of engineering right mm-hmm. this computer helps people this you know that car Joe's working on is going to help people get to work like you mm-hmm. know what I mean so how they think about it Whereas they think you think social workers help people, right. but if you could design an app that helped your social worker place more homeless people, you'd be helping people. Mm-hmm. So I think it's that's also us is how we frame it and using the socially engaged engineering and computing to say like here you can go to the humanities, but again we want you to be the engineer that goes to the humanities and says how can I engineer something 
that helps people. So there's hopefully different ways that we can do it. I think, um, and that's why we have like um, Theta Tau is one of the bigger um, fraternities that has girls and boys. A lot of those girls scoop up other freshman girls to be like, we know it's hard. And we know there's not a lot of boys. I mean, there's a whole bunch of boys and there's not a lot of girls. But if you stay, that's one more girl that we have. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of different things. But I think um, hopefully it it kind of helps and can turn around. Because there's models that you can use. Because that used to be true in pre-med. Pre-med used to be a male-dominated field until they started installing um, different mechanisms earlier to get girls thinking about becoming doctors. And, then, and now the doctor numbers are about, I think it's like, they're almost 50-50. I think it's like 48-52, like 52% right. men or something like that. So engineering can do those same things. We just have to um, That's good, probably though. all do it together, all do it across universities. But That's good, though. I, I, I truly believe that. I hope that. I think that we can. I think that it's, um, again, really, it's just a lot about perceptions. And I think the thing is, is like you have to be the leader, college, to say, like, we don't buy into the regular, you know what I mean? So that's one reason why hopefully we have, we do have some candidates for Dean that are females. So hopefully we can, and if we were so fortunate to have a female Dean, to kind of have be the face and the leader of our division to say like, yep, a woman is running this and we're about to soar as opposed to. Still gonna do great. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think all of those things will help. And also a big thing, I mean like, I can hear Lauren in the back of my head saying, but even if you are a guy, that's why I say to you guys all the time in Nesby, like if you are a guy and you're in a group with a girl, don't let her be the secretary. Like give her, you know what I mean? Or if she has an idea, like repeat her idea if everyone else didn't hear it and then say she thought of it first. Like mm -hmm. those kind of things too. I think that we have to teach um, kind of our men how to to step not, back. yeah, to step back and not dominate, yeah, yeah, to not take over. So, and there's um, just, yeah, then that's where you learn more about like equity and everything, like everything isn't necessarily um, kind of yours for the taking. It's okay if you step up for the microphone first and then you give it to someone else and say this, uh, this, per this would be better suited for this person. Mm -hmm. So I think um, we have to help boys learn how to support in an appropriate way. As opposed to saying like, well, she didn't want to do it. What did you ask her? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. So. All right. Well. So good job. I think we had a good Marshall. time. I ain't do nothing. This is your podcast. I you know, was, but you <laughs> had me. Star. You had me worried at first with the microphone oh. and the, and that was good. Joe was, Joe was always a good mm -hmm. influence right. for, when he's on his correct mindset. All right. So podcast signing out. <laughs>